Good evening, Matt Awkward. Hello. And welcome, along with our audience, to the Funbox Monster Podcast. How are you doing tonight? Fantastic, as always, and yourself? I'm doing pretty good. I'm, it's been rainy and crappy, so I've been half asleep all day, and now I'm excited to do something that I'm excited to talk about. I'm only, uh, I'm only happy when it rains, actually. Well, that's, that's a pile of garbage. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> anyway, um, so, holy crap. This is a first watch for me. Uh, yeah, this kind of freaked me out when I, when I walked in here and you said, deadbeat at dawn. And I was like, well, wait, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> when you said it, for some reason, I thought we were doing deadbeat at dawn. And I was like, huh, and, that's... And for the record, we are covering just before we're dawn. We're doing just before dawn. So Tristan said deadbeat when I walked in here and I thought like, oh shit, did we watch oh, two different fuck. movies? <laughs> <laughs> Which would have been terrible. I'll see you next week, bro. <laughs> yeah. And we'll do both of them. But uh, I was like, Deadbeat at Dawn's not really like not really a horror movie. It's like kind of a revenge movie. I've never watched it because it looked kind of not my thing. It's it's great. Yeah. It's like one of those like crazy one crazy person made a crazy movie mm. kind of like like passion projects. Okay. Uh, and it's great. It, but I mean, it is definitely like a like a Rambo style revenge movie done on a budget. Gotcha. Um, but no, I have never seen this movie. And it blows my I mind. I want to say I rented it from Videoport the first <laughs> time I saw it. <laughs> I don't know what it was about this. It just, it never, it never struck me yep. that I should see this. And, uh, and after, after watching it, I'm absolutely shocked that I've never yeah. seen it before. This movie is brilliant. It's great. <laughs> this is, uh, and weirdest of all with this whole thing was that when I was on vacation last week, um, I started reading uh, Stephen Graham Jones' book, My Heart is a Chainsaw. Okay. Which is like pretty close to being like a ready player one for slasher movies. It's just like nonstop slasher movie references. And this movie came up in it in a gigantic part of the of the book. And I was like, I don't recognize this thing. That's weird. <laughs> I've never seen this thing that was like really integral to this little moment in the book. And, uh, and then... I came back and you were like, let's do this thing. I was like, oh, cool. Perfect. <laughs> now, now I want to read that book. Now I've seen it. Oh, it's fucking amazing. Highly recommend uh, Stephen Graham Jones, My Heart is a Chainsaw. Amazing book. Also, while we're at it, uh, Grady Hendrix's book, Final Girl Support Group as well, is out. Another great book. Both amazing, like, insider horror movie fan books. Cool. Definitely love them. All right, so you want to get started on this thing? I do. Okay. Let's go to Oregon. <laughs> the scariest of states. Mm-hmm. Um, and this movie has a great soundtrack. Yes, it's it, by uh, Brad Fidel, I believe. Uh, I'm unfamiliar. Terminator 2. Oh, dun dun dun, dun. <laughs> uh, Cool. It's, yeah, this soundtrack, right about that. This know, soundtrack is that awesome. Yes. And very, very, <laughs> like, it's very appropriate. Sometimes it cuts out in places that I'm kind of like, I wish I had a soundtrack here, but I, well, I but think I what like it does. I think what it does, it's cool. Like, it definitely, like, like when dudes try to climb back out of the water. Oh, yeah. And you hear nothing but just the... You know, you don't get any, like, intense, like, oh, is he going to make it up music? It's just like, yeah, nope, yeah. it's like, oh, just alone in the river. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is brutal. That works. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so we start with uh, two drunk hillbilly hunters who've just bagged a deer. Um, one is, it's, one is the uncle and one is the nephew. Correct, yep. 
and uh, they're breaking into an abandoned church to do some sort of like weird blasphemous performance art piece where he pretends to be a preacher. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think I, they drank a lot. They, they clearly <laughs> drank a lot. <laughs> So, so usually, I, I mean, I can't tell you the amount of times I've drank a lot and I've ended up as a preacher. Yes. Sometimes. Not even at an abandoned church, but like at a real one on well, Sunday. That's. I think it went well. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it was great. Uh, this was a weird, weird, weird scene, but uh, he's uh, he's being he's getting the Holy Spirit's blessing for being a great shot or and, some yeah, some and sort he's, of and shit he's, like and that. And he's talking to God through the hole in the ceiling. <laughs> through the hole in the ceiling. When suddenly. He sees a big lumbering dude staring down at him from that hole. Yeah, and it's such a cool shot. Yeah, that's a great shot. The and this this is our first instance of the weirdness of these guys. We never we're in, it's implied that they have Spider Man like uh, agility when they're running around on rooftops yeah. and through the trees and whatever. When we see them in real life, that doesn't really apply, but, <laughs> but still. Very cool. I mean, th- there's a moment later when he Spider-Man's down the side of the van. Yep. And he's just kind of looking in. <laughs> that was great. So, yes. Um, all right. So the older guy goes outside without really explaining himself, um, which is kind of a continuing theme with this dude. He's very bad at using his words. <laughs> um, and so he just, every time he encounters people, he could basically tell them exactly what's up and yep. they would live. So you're being chased by a guy in the woods? No, it was the demon. Dude, demons. <laughs> Just say there's a murderer yeah. <laughs> in the fucking woods and this would all be over with. But of course, <laughs> instead, every time he says demons, whatever. But instead of being like, hey, I saw a dude on the roof. He's just like, eh, whatever. I'm going to walk outside and go look and <laughs> leave my nephew completely in the dark and vulnerable to machete murdering. So whatever. <laughs> he uh in a very uncomfortable place. I, wow, <laughs> stabbed in the dick with a machete. First kill, right off the bat. <laughs> Nephew gets a, a, a machete right through his dick and out his butt. <laughs> Man. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> that is that is like the worst. The fucking worst. Uh but still awesome. Uh okay. So after he st- <laughs> so he does stab him through the ass, but then he steals his hat. Yeah. Uh, that's a pretty good move. He's just like, oh, I killed you. Give me this hat and vest. Now I, now <laughs> I get a free hat. And and it's a recurring theme, too. <laughs> this guy's like the uh, collector. He does the same thing later on with the glasses and the, and the camera. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. Okay, so... Uh, like, Give me all your cool stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so the uncle is outside, and he's kind of wandering around, and then he misses the fact that someone has loosed the... the truck parking brake on the truck yeah so it just starts rolling at him (laughs) sends it right at him it hits a tree and explodes like it's full of nitroglycerin (laughs) which is wonderfully stupid i mean it probably was literally full of nitroglycerin but (laughs) you know because they needed it to explode there's a couple weird things i that i question the choices of of this movie and this is one of them (laughs) like maybe it was just for like to make it look bigger you know when it hit the tree but at the same time like it's cornball and the movie doesn't really is not really cornball though. That's true. Yeah, it's yeah. not like a goofy movie at all, as far as slashers go. There's barely any it's, real humor or funny things in it. This is a weird movie for me because it's it definitely falls into that kind of like really hateful slasher, 
the the hillbilly the hillbilly slasher in general is not my favorite thing. It is not mine either. But the thing with this movie is that there's not that much torture that you right. usually see with those things. Like yeah, and they have plenty of opportunities to do it. Like when they get, uh, I think her name's Megan, maybe in the house, and after they kill the photographer, and it's like the guy's right there. It's like they could have just had this grisly scene, but they just kind of cut away. Like we assume yeah. she got killed. But it's like they set those up for, yeah, they could have those gruesome torture set pieces, and they just don't. And yeah. Thank you. Yes. Thank I, you, movie. I definitely appreciate that, because it would absolutely ruin this movie for me. Um, so, it, this guy makes the smartest move of any character in any horror movie I've ever seen, where he's like, just books it into the woods. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, Great. That that's hey, what you should have done. That's some giant three hundred pound guy wearing my nephew's hat. I'm gonna go ask him where my nephew is. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He says something weird here. He says he asked for Rachel. Am I was I crazy? I think so. I don't Okay, I could have sworn that the old drunk was saying Rachel occasionally and I was like, I don't know what that's about. I don't either. Okay, fair enough. Um Ooh, okay. crazy. Maybe I'm just crazy. So now we switch to the hip kids who are driving around in their own personal mystery machine, which totally fucking rules. Yeah, that minivan, that Winnebago Holy is awesome. Shit. Yeah. I the color would, scheme and everything. I would not say no to one of those. Nope. Now, I mean, honestly, if somebody gifted me one of those, I'd probably quit my job and go solve mysteries across the country <laughs> with a talking dog. Um, or a giant I love talking dog, or a giant shark, <laughs> a giant talking shark. Oh, <laughs> also a great thing. Can the dog ride the shark? Perfect. You know Excellent. what? <laughs> there can be crossovers. So um, they keep driving, and they come through this little shanty town, and the, we get this one little bit of foreshadowing to our ending, which is they see one set of twins. And, and remark that and they well, remark, there's twins everywhere. Say, everyone in this town is a twin. You know, I mean, it's probably very hard to find a bunch of twins to throw in your movie. So show one and say, we've seen 15. Yeah. That's great. Um, but that was cool. Uh, and we find out that they're mountain climbers. And we find out that the driver has also inherited land i guess i guess he's a land baron and he knows exactly where he's going on the tiniest trails through the woods to get to the land he owns because he's got some aerial photographs of it so it's I, super easy to find i gotta tell you i mean i feel like <laughs> maybe the only road is the only road i think that they just went down the road and that was it but you know that's a fancy ass van they probably had some sort of satellite navigation and all sorts of stuff i'm sure not back in 81 <laughs> probably not <laughs> But he's the Fred of the gang, of the Scooby-Doo gang. He's very clearly... I think you could probably, like, get a Scooby-Doo character out of every single person in this lineup. Because even at the end, the nerd, the Velma, loses his fucking glasses. And that's, like, a big plot point, like a Scooby-Doo <laughs> episode. So the whole thing is very Scooby-Doo. Uh, which, of course, always makes me happy. Um, so, he... Okay, where... He's the driver. Yes. They're going to see his land. Right. And first they need to stop off and say hi to George Kennedy for some reason. <laughs> they drive past... Like, why do they even stop? Just because he runs out there? I don't know. <laughs> I, why does... 
why was the fact that there was a car coming freaking the horse out? I mean, maybe it's never seen a car before. It's so deep in the woods, but it was very strange. For some reason, George Kennedy's horse freaks out when they're driving past. And the horse is named Abigail. <laughs> gotta be a King Diamond reference. <laughs> um, but he's doing surgery on a plant yes. inside... And the horse keeps flipping out until he finally goes out to check on it. And then he lectures the horse in a hilarious way, <laughs> like it, like it's a person, which I loved. Maybe the horse is psychic and it just could tell something wicked this way comes. <laughs> I mean, like there's going to be trouble. No, I feel like that was the that was kind of the gist was that this was a, an omen horse. <laughs> the horse was getting a vibe that, oh, no, these kids are about to unleash the devil on this mountain. And they do. Um, so George tells them that they're blasted their music too loud and it's scaring his plants and also his horse. And, uh, and they say, oh, hey, you know, we're going up to this place. And he's like, don't go up there. Why? Why? Later on in the movie, he even says he doesn't know about the killer. He didn't know anything about what's going on up here. He was just like, no, don't go up there. Yeah. But I own it. Well, don't don't. go there. We're all professional climbers. Well, don't Don't. go. (laughs) My horse is upset by this. Yeah. Maybe that was it. Don't go. We, I mean, there's dangerous, treacherous trails that are easy to hike up there. Super easy to hike. <laughs> and like, like, not once do they do any kind of like rock climbing or any like super hard mountain climbing stuff. They never go up is the other yeah, thing yeah, yeah. that drove me insane. <laughs> In the they're mountains. always going across. And most of the time they're going down. Yeah. The majority of time they're falling down hills. Holy cow, the scenery in this movie is incredible. I want to go hiking here. Wow. Looks amazing. Well, don't go there. Oh, okay. Why? <laughs> Just don't. Uh, okay. The horse is upset about you going. I'm gonna. <laughs> gonna make my horse sad. <laughs> um, so, they were playing Blondie. That they were blew my bust, mind. Yeah. That blew my mind that they could afford that song. But, there you go. Uh, okay, so... Well, I bet that wasn't... I mean, this was 81. Yeah. So how big was that song at the time, maybe? Maybe it wasn't a... Mm. Uh, maybe it wasn't such a hit? Yeah, maybe now it's like, oh, that song's big. Now you pay up. Right. Could be. Um, okay. All right, where are we at? I got lost. Sorry. So they drive, they leave George Kennedy's house, and then they bop into a deer. Boop. Oh, that's right. They hit the deer. <laughs> well, they and, hit a prop deer head. Okay. <laughs> so maybe you can explain this to me. Was that supposed to be a deer head or was that supposed to be a deer? I think it was a deer. Because I don't... I was trying to figure out if it was... Like what, throwing at the right, car. Right, exactly. Was it the hillbillies throwing the thing at the car to freak them out? Yep. And doing something weird? Or was it an actual... Supposed to be a deer and it just looked wow. terrible? I didn't even think of that. Yeah, unclear. Because the deer disappears. I don't yes. think so. Like I think they stopped soon enough to catch somebody picking up that body. Okay. I must say Spider-Man webbed it. <laughs> I mean, they are fast as hell. Yeah. They are shockingly fast. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, but either way, they hit the deer. The Fred of the group goes out to look for it. And and he, he sees the bushes shake and he's like, well, I guess it ran away. Or yeah. at least that's what I'm going to tell my girlfriend who's really concerned about the deer. He doesn't give a shit. He does not. Which he proves over and over again. <laughs> In this movie, that he's just, he's kind of a piece of shit. Yeah, just like his heroic uh, ending. I mean, to be fair, he was stabbed in the stomach. Pussy. 
<laughs> You're not going to go fight the 500-pound hillbilly with your guts hanging out, you wuss. Yeah, tape it up. Get up there. <laughs> Cut me, Mick. I'm going back in to fight the hillbilly. Um, yeah, sure. Okay, so we've got uh, Chris Lemon out here who produces a piece of paper and that was the that was the deed. So he has that thing. That was that was our whole that was the whole introduction for George Kennedy. That's <laughs> right. Now I got it. All right. So they drive a little longer, uh, and the nerd is taking photos out the window. Yep. And he's like, doo, doo, doo. and then he sees something rustling in the bushes. He's like, everybody stop! Oh my god! They stop, pull over. Well, pull. They don't pull over. They, <laughs> they just, just stop. literally stop because there's no, there is no over. It's a giant. It's a, just a one lane road. Yep. And we see the drunk from earlier. He comes out, gives us a little jump scare. Um, again, can't express himself very well. So instead of saying some maniac killed my nephew, <laughs> he says there's some kind of demon. And also, he's still holding onto a bottle of booze from earlier, which isn't helping his case any. Um, and the guy is afraid for his life he is terrified he knows he's going to be murdered if he doesn't get off this fucking mountain and they're like here's some sandwiches bye (laughs) exactly (laughs) but also he's not very insistent on getting in the van if i was being if i was like about to be murdered by hillbillies i would rush past them into the van and be like fuck you i'm not getting out fight me yep (laughs) (laughs) like i don't want to get murdered you got a choice to make back down the fucking mountain. He was a polite scared guy. <laughs> yeah, he was way too polite. Uh, and so he, they do, they just fucking bail on him. Mm-hmm. They just leave him. They're like, he could starve. They're like, you might not die. He won't starve though. And they chuck sandwiches out the window and just take off. These guys are a-holes. Yeah, they are a-holes. But I wouldn't want to take pick him up either. I mean, I mean, they thought he was crazy and a crazy drunk. You know what I mean? I see, true. I half see where they're coming from. I do too. I I half see where they're coming from. I mean, you wouldn't want him camping with you. No, you I got would all not. Your buddies with you, and you're especially, like, let's throw this guy in here. Especially if you're out there in the middle. I mean, because he is, again, just ranting. Yep. And so, he's not he's not making a case for himself that he is in danger yeah. outside of just the fact that he's in the woods. So he bad with words. Yep, he's bad with words. <laughs> and also very drunk, so yeah. that doesn't hurt. So they they totally ditch him and uh and they just like the second he's gone, they go back to having a good time, which is another theme in this mm-hmm. movie. Traumatic experience, some horrible thing happens and they're like Let's have a dance party time now. To dance. All right. There's nobody in the lake. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out I wasn't almost murdered. Hooray. <laughs> Hooray. Do do do. And so But then we get this really cool scene after they drive away, we see the the giant hillbilly jump onto the back of the the camper and yeah. they just kind of like think they hit a bump or something. Knocks oh, one of them over. Knocks one of them. Yeah, and they're like, "Whoa." Yep. Bumpy road. And uh, and we get a, a cut back to the drunk who's like, <laughs> cool, I'm safe. They're all going to die now. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he, he thinks it's hilarious that they're all going to be murdered because yep. they didn't help him. So everybody's a jerk. <laughs> everybody's a jerk in this thing. He survives this whole thing, doesn't he? The hillbilly? Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Does he, I mean, I don't remember him getting killed. Yeah, he does not. No, you're right. That's crazy. Um, okay, so they nearly get the van stuck and decide to stop and continue on on foot. No, that's just that's just where they're going. <laughs> they're like, all right, end of the line. We're here. 
Well, it's funny because they literally were stuck when they they said that. They're like oh, yeah. their wheels were spinning in the dirt, and he <laughs> was like, "End of the line." Yeah. <laughs> okay. You sure about that? Yes, he is. He's got aerial photos. <laughs> they just know exactly where they're going. He knows exactly what he's doing. Um, so he told George Kennedy that they were going to Silver Lake, which becomes kind of a plot point later on. He's like, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna be camping at Silver Lake." And they're like, okay, cool. Ha, turns out we're not camping at Silver Lake. Yeah, because they don't want him interrupting their campfire, they said. Ah, there you go. And so Chris Lemon and uh, what's the main guy's name? Warren? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Chris Lemon and Warren, I don't know what Chris Lemon's name is. Jonathan, maybe? Something like that. It is Jonathan. Oh, cool. Okay, Jonathan. I want to call him Chris Lemon. Go for it. Come on. Is that his real name? name? Yes. I've never heard of him. Is he a uh, he's actor? Jack Lemon's son. Okay. Which... I don't care about He's that. He's not a huge star. It's just his dad was Jack Lemmon. Um, Still don't care about that. <laughs> that's fair. Doesn't do a thing for me, bro. All right. Um, okay, so they they don't take all the stuff that they need for some reason. Which is, a I think weird... everybody had their hands full. Yeah, they I had mean, to do two trips. Yeah, so sure. they have to do two trips. They go back for provisions, blah, blah, blah. And they while... easily somehow find their way back to get... There's stuff in the dark. And of this course. Giant, that's another thing with this movie, too. They're, they're in, like, no man's land. Yeah. But they're always finding their way back to things or, like, finding everybody the dead finds, body. Everybody, like, everybody finds, finds everything they're everything. looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every single time. The drunk, like, three times has just stumbled in, like, just wilderness. He just stumbles onto people. One dude thought he was going to find some lipstick and mascara in the woods. <laughs> He thought he was going to chase down a raccoon and find a fucking... <laughs> Compact. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. These guys. But, I mean, to be fair, in, in know, <laughs> they do find they these find things. like everything every time. They know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're very so, experienced climbers. They're very experienced climbers. Uh, the two girls and the nerd uh, sets up the, set up the camp while the two alpha males are gone. And uh, there's a noise in the woods. I hope it's not one of their friends going to jump up and spook well, them. Oh, it's totally their friends jumping out and spooking totally them. The However, I do like that this jump scare actually has a plot point in this. Because this leads to, what's her nuts, Connie there saying how she was so helpless when it happened. That was really good. Like She was just like, Megan just picked up the knife. She was just all about it. I just froze. You know what I mean? So it makes it her ending oh my like, God. more impactful. So I do give this movie props for actually having... A point to the jump scare. Attack. Absolutely. Yep. One hundred percent. It's yeah. I'll uh, forgive it. It sucks because it, also it's eighty one. So this, yeah. this hasn't been done five thousand times already. Absolutely true. But like By you said, 82. it doesn't even matter that it's a cliche because it's a cliche that had a purpose. Yes. And uh, like it sucks that I didn't write this down. I totally should have. But like Stephen Graham Jones actually had a line about this movie where it's it's essentially the idea is. That, you know, they thought that they were torturing Connie, but they were basically creating the only weapon that could kill them by (laughs) like by breaking her, by pushing her so far that they were honing her into a deadly weapon. And it's such a cool concept. And it's set up so nicely with her having that moment of like, I was so useless. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't even defend myself. Like, what would I do if something real happened? Yep. And that's such a nice, a nice fomenting moment yes. in her character. Um, okay. So, uh, 
We've oh yeah, we also were introduced to a tiny hunting knife that never comes back. Nope. Which I thought was I thought that was going to be like really yeah. important that they had a tiny hunting knife, uh, but whatever. The the guys have come back and they have nothing but wine because somebody broke into the van and stole the rest of the shit and they don't seem to care about it at all. They're like, oh, it must. It must have been that guy. It must not be anybody that could like do anything to us in the middle of nowhere. How fast did they think he? Did, how far did they go? And they don't care. They don't. They're give just like a we only got one shit. bottle. Somebody somebody stole a bunch of other stuff from the van. Anyway, who's got the boombox? We've got <laughs> no food. Yeah, we're in the middle of the wilderness with no food. Let's party. Yep. They don't give a shit. And then they're like, later on, they're like, hey, look, I caught a 500-pound fish. Should I throw it back? Yeah, yeah, let's throw it back. Who cares? Eating's dumb. Eating's dumb. <laughs> Eating's for squares. Um, so that's that's how it goes. Uh, and they already lost two sandwiches. Oh, my God. <laughs> Plus, they lost those two sandwiches. Uh, okay, so now there's some weird little girl singing down at the bottom of a hill. They this go to. Is, this is the next day. This is the next yeah. day. They go to talk to her, but she runs off. Chris Lemon litters, and we see a big Michael Myers style boot step on the cigarette pack that he left in the trail. Someone is following them. Spooky. They come across a rope bridge, and this thing is amazing. Yeah. This is especially amazing because they must have made it. They did. Apparently, I was reading trivia factoids, and um, they the producers, I think, were trying to say, no, it's too expensive to do this. And the director was like, but this will be the scene people yeah, talk about. Yeah, it will be. And uh, yeah, I'm glad he was able to get his way. And on the UK poster, it's like prominent on the, uh, the poster art. It's like crossing this bridge. And the bridge is awesome. The bridge is awesome, and I cannot believe that no one was killed on this thing. Yeah. Uh, that <laughs> was those idiots when they're crossing. Li- <laughs> okay, why so would first, they all go at the same time? Insanity. So the first one, you know, obviously our our alpha goes across. Blah blah blah. To show them, it's easy. You just walk on it like you're walking on a garden hose in your front lawn. <laughs> and the, and it's like okay, which just <laughs> that that common thing that we all do: walk on a garden hose in your front lawn every day, man. <laughs> That's how I start today. <laughs> it's like, and if you fall off your garden hose, instant death. <laughs> yeah. uh, just like your front yard. Uh, but so the second woman, Connie, she's an expert climber, which we learned earlier. And she's still weirded out by crossing it. And he's like, he's such a turd. And he's just like, he. I mean, we know that she's an expert climber. And so she's able to get across this thing no fucking problem mm-hmm. but still he's in front of her going hey it's okay just don't look down yeah. all right that's like don't you look down <laughs> she climbs mountains yeah like she doesn't need to have Does this she? fucking oh, I, I don't know i honestly i don't know any of this whatever so i think she's a poser could be she gets called out on a lie later on too when the tent falls near the very very end he goes ah did you put that tent in? Who taught you how to put up a tent? And earlier she goes, I'm a professional climber. I build tents. I start fires. I know how to do things. Oh, but weird. But then the boyfriend's just like, yeah, it's one of those lines that doesn't work. There's a couple oh, couple things in this movie that don't work. Huh. And I don't know if they were from earlier cuts or just jumbled or just complete mistakes, but that's one of them. That's weird. Yeah, no, yep. I don't get that. Yeah. Huh. Um, either way, so the first two get across and then everyone else comes across together. Yeah. And they all start doing hilarious, funny pratfalls and shit on the... 
It looks so <laughs> insanely dangerous. Yes. I, wow. I don't know if it had any safety rope or anything. I didn't look at No, it. they absolutely did not. I mean, maybe the way the shot looked, it looked like they would fall directly into rocks. Mm-hmm. That's what it looked like to me. But it could be that they were just filming it that way and maybe they'd fall. I think they would fall directly into the water. But it's still a big drop into like a quite the rager of a river. True. And it does go straight into a waterfall. That huge one. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Not great. Uh, Okay. And now, again, another recurring theme of them doing insanely dangerous things a million miles from a hospital or any kind of medical facility. Oh, you talking about the hill roll? Chris Lemon deciding to just roll down the hill without looking for jagged rocks or fucking scorpions. I was watching this being like, who's going to break their ankle and how are you going to get out? Which one of these people will break their ankle in this scene? And nobody did. Which is good. I'm happy for them. Obviously an irritating trope that you don't want to have to have in your movie, but Mm -hmm. Jesus, that was so like someone was going to do that. Yep. All right. So uh, do you know the name of the ginger girl in this? Mary Cat. No, that's the that's the weird little that's the weird little mutant girl. That's who I thought you were asking. Uh, no, the ginger. The oh, Megan. Megan. Okay. I think it's Megan. I think I'm gonna go right. with Megan. I think it was some some very generic Boston Irish name, okay. and I think Megan is the right one. Uh, yes, ginger girl, Megan, and Chris Lemon go out to cavort under the waterfall, and we get our boob quotient filled for the yep. for the movie. Thank you, movie. Thank you for that, <laughs> and uh, and. We hear that Chris Lemon can't swim. Yeah, but what are you jumping in the river for? Good question. And we don't know that that's the truth. And also, why are you going out and doing all of these things if you can't swim? And like, I, just everything about this is terrible. Yeah. But but we do get this great, great scene in the river here yeah. where they're doing it. And I also like Warren too. He won't stop looking at them. His girlfriend's like, hey, you're going to build this fire or just going to stare at her boobs the whole time? I mean, she's like, I'm going to stare at the boobs the whole time, baby. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, he doesn't even try to like catch a glance. It's just straight up. Just straight up staring. Yeah. Dork. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's yeah, it's pretty sad. So, uh, but yeah, so we get this cool scene that it's if you think about it a lot, it's stupid. (laughs) Yes. But it's cool. And they're splashing in the water and you see. Uh, the uh, Mary Cat, the hillbilly singing girl, is watching them. And then in the background, you see our big hillbilly killer just walk slowly into the water with all of his clothes on, <laughs> heading towards them. And that's the other part of our hillbilly killer that's so hilarious that nobody ever sees him. He's he's wearing an he's orange hunter hat. 500 pounds. He's wearing hunter orange, a bright hat. He's the most obvious thing in the world, and he walks around like a fucking ninja. <laughs> it's great. It's a great thing in this movie that just doesn't make sense, and it doesn't need to. He also is a world champion at holding his breath, because <laughs> when he gets in under the water, he's so far away from them. I but then he that. gets up there and starts pawing at Megan, and because uh, what's his nuts? Jack Lemon's son is is still hiding underwater yep. and being a jerk, but then we get this cool scene where Jack Lemon's son gets out of the water, and she's and she's just like calling for him, and she's just been being touched by a hand constantly, but yep. then sees him way over there, so she, you know, 
Yeah. Makes it's, sense. She flips out and runs out of the water. <laughs> she starts screaming like a fucking crazy person but and then running. Screaming that somebody's in the lake, but then we never see that person in the lake. Like, he's got to come up, right? <laughs> no, he doesn't. Nope, he does not. You know, he's like a, he's like a scuba diver. Inbreeding causes mutations. and Big lung mutations. And I know from the X-Men that some of those mutations are the ability to breathe underwater. Ah. And that's what's going on. Uh, what a weird scene, but it's like straight up like a, like an urban legend. Yeah, but it's super effective. Yeah. And I love how it's shot too. I just love that watching him walk slowly into the water behind them. So good. Yep. Um, so. And this is another one of those things where it's just like, they don't offer any, they just move on. She's like, there was somebody in that lake. He's like, nah. No, there wasn't. Let's go dance. Okay, let's go. <laughs> and so now we go to uh, we go back to George Kennedy, who's talking to his plants, and his horse is freaking out again. But this time, it's because the old drunk came and fell in the horse's water trough. Whoops. <laughs> uh, and the old drunk, of course, instead of saying that, you know, murderer, blah, 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 a demon killed his nephew. Uh, but at least he got out the part where someone was killed. So George Kennedy He's actually better with words. kind of believes it. <laughs> Um, the, uh, 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 Megan, yes, Megan, <laughs> whatever her name is, uh, has recovered from her trauma and is sexy dancing. If, I wouldn't say it's sexy. <laughs> this is Very another trope sexy. about eighties movies, the boom box at the fireplace and everybody just awkwardly yeah. dancing. I have never seen this happen. And I've been around a lot of fires. I don't know. Maybe I'm. Hanging out with the wrong Hanging fires. out with the wrong <laughs> drunk, horny people. Nobody, like, dances at fireplaces. They just chill and watch the fire. Yeah. At yep. least, I guess maybe I'm just a... Yeah. Sounds like you have a bunch of lame friends. <laughs> Need to get some some dancing sexy ladies. <laughs> um, check, the, check the yellow pages. <laughs> you should. So, they're in the middle of their sexy dancing, and the hillbilly dad that we're introduced to here... Comes in and shoots their boombox. That's a fine how do you do. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, he's mad. Uh, but we now see the weird girl from before, May- Mary Cat. Yep. And a bigger girl who is like the sister mother. And the old man, the weird looking old man with a shotgun. He says one line. He says, you've raised the devil now. And then he just kind of walks off backwards. Holding the yeah, shotgun. they got to leave because they're raising the devil. This guy's not good with words either. Yeah, well, there's probably a reason for that. <laughs> uh, okay, so George is like, uh-oh, these kids are in trouble. Um, they need George Kennedy to come to the rescue. <laughs> he takes a midnight horse ride to Silver Lake and sees that nobody set up camp there. But he's like, you know what? These kids lied to me, but I'm going to continue on because I'm George Kennedy and I care. And also... I can see in the dark, and so can my horse. Yep. And it's never going to break its leg, even though I have no idea how they even shot these scenes <laughs> without the horse breaking its fucking leg. Oh, wow. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Just on, like, unmarked paths in the woods. Yeah. Just insane. Hmm. Insane. Uh, okay. And so my favorite thing in the entire movie happens here. Dawn breaks, and, uh, and Connie <laughs> says in the background while everybody's having breakfast... A raccoon stole my makeup. <laughs> Great. Uh, and it, and so she asks her boyfriend, Jonathan, if he can go in the woods <laughs> and look for her missing makeup. And dude's just like, sure thing, honey. His answer is yes. 
to that insane request. Imagine, wow. imagine nothing but vast open woods, and you're like, I'm gonna go find a tube of mascara. Yep. And what direction? Oh, <laughs> it's, it's follow the raccoon trail. Uh, and he was hoping to fight a raccoon. Yeah. Is, I assume, what's happening. But it wasn't a raccoon. It turns out it was Mary Cat from earlier. And she has decked her face up <laughs> <laughs> something fierce. She looks like Heath Ledger Joker. <laughs> yeah. Like, especially, but, but she did that innocently. Like She thought yeah, she doesn't know makeup. She doesn't, but she looks so much like him when he's wearing yeah. the nurse's outfit. Oh, yep. <laughs> like, so much. I like it. But Chris gets the lowdown from her on the creepy family, and... She feels him up and kisses him, and he's like, whoa, 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 hey there. We're we going to upset Pa. Right. Mm. It's not that I have a girlfriend. It's that I don't want to upset Pa. And uh, and she gets upset and runs away. Chris, of course, chases her because it's a horror movie. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I saw that. I was just like, what? Just, Why? Just let just her go. Just go. go back and say you couldn't find the makeup. Yeah. Let <laughs> her go, but does not. Um. So she heads over to the rope bridge and then looks at it and then runs back. And he, because he's a fucking idiot, is like, oh, this behavior must be because she's lived here her entire life. And like generations of family have been here. And she's never been, and on, she's this rope never been on this rope bridge that we could pretty much assume her family built yeah. <laughs> if it's there. Mm-hmm. Um and he's like, no, 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 let me mansplain fucking rope bridges to you. <laughs> you can walk across it. It's like a garden hose or whatever. And he's like, see, I walked all the way across. And then he goes, big comedy take where he looks up real slow and sees the giant hillbilly. And he goes, hey, you live around here? <laughs> and the dude just hacks his hand with a machete. Yeah. And he's like, oh, shit, time to backtrack. Yep. <laughs> And, uh, however, the hillbilly starts cutting down the rope bridge with him on it, which is, uh, an extremely tense scene. And, uh, he does And real. Yeah. And he does not make it back over the side. Nope. Without that bridge coming in, rides the ropes into the side of the rock wall. Yeah. All very realistic looking. Yeah. Like, the whole thing looks great. I mean, it... I'm glad the director fought for that, because it is, it is definitely... A, it's a movie maker. It is a yeah. big moment in the movie. Yep. Yeah. And meanwhile, so he's trying to get back up. He's blowing his uh, train whistle. I don't know what... It sounds like kind of like a train whistle. It's I don't like know a what rape the, whistle. It's, it's a rape like, whistle, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I don't understand what it is, and but... he's blowing that. So we go, back, we go back to the campsite where we learn that Megan's found her caramel cream. <laughs> I just love how she says that line. She's so excited and, about And it. there's also this weird part where Connie gets out of the tent. Uh, I don't know if this is from a deleted scene or something, but like maybe her clothes got stolen out of the camper because she makes note that... She's wearing Megan's shorts because Megan's like, oh, those shorts are good on you, Connie. You can keep them if you want. And they're just like the shortest shorts with. So Connie just has her butt hanging out of her shorts the whole rest of the movie, which is completely something you wouldn't want to wear when you're camping with in, yeah. a, in a forest full of biting bugs. Ticks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here's I... some booty shorts. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm not going to complain, but <laughs> it's a weird like, I don't know if like. It was weird to I me. I don't know that why Megan's went... giving her shorts. 
the the only thing that was weird to me was that they made a big deal of the fact that she was giving her clothing. Yeah. Like, why couldn't it have just been her, her shorts. assless shorts? Yeah. Like, who fucking cares? Yep. She just put on different clothes. That's fine. I'm just wondering if it was from, from a cut scene, like maybe yeah. her clothes got stolen from the van or they yeah. just chopped that line. So it just seems like an odd oddball line. I agree, that. because they really do, like, they really do manage to, like draw a lot of attention to that concept yep um okay so they think they're hearing something but they don't know <laughs> they hear the they hear the whistle yeah well connie hears a whistle connie hears the whistle uh and chris lemon's still holding on to the rope blowing his whistle the uh the the brian posein looking giant <laughs> guy is like looking down and like doing he has kind of a trademark like max Jenky kind of chuckle he's got his own kind of laugh yeah it almost it's, sounds like a pig squeal it's a weird yeah but it's, it's a not real weird yep. sound uh but he's doing that and then he just takes off he just takes off he's like oh okay so he's gone so he starts to climb back up um and he it's just fucking excruciating and you know what's gonna happen the thing about this is that it plays with your expectation in that you know he's not going to survive getting up to the top. Yep. And it makes the, the weird suspense of him climbing even worse. Like, it makes it even more tense. Because mm-hmm. you're like, Jesus, why are you why are you doing this? Yeah, we know he's We toast. know you're <laughs> going to fucking die when you hit the top. Um, but he does, and he finally gets up to the top, and he does another fucking Chris Lemon comedy take where he's like, whoa. Yeah. And then he gets the kicked. just kicks him in right in the yep. face and kicks him back into the water. Yep. And... and Bye, Chris Lemon. And he is gone. So now we go to visit with the timid photography nerd who's out exploring on his own, contrary to every character trait we've been given about this guy. He's afraid of everything. Mm. Uh, They've already been shot at. There's a crazy old mountain man. Somebody said something about demons, and he's like, I'm going to go out on my own and take photos. (laughs) Sure. I'm sure that makes sense somehow. Uh, But... He goes out and he finds the church. He goes in to investigate. um, And he doesn't see the corpse. No. That's right there. With an arm over the top of the pew. Yeah, this is another scene that doesn't make any sense. And Um, then he gets startled by Megan, who then doesn't see it either they find they're they're they mentioned that the place smells eventually they're like oh it stinks in here and so they have to leave but like they don't see anything yep so then they go outside where megan wants to lay in the graveyard and hold some flowers (laughs) and we find out that chris left his glasses inside the church (laughs) and then in the biggest freaking moment of what the hell movie yeah uh he's taking pictures he's doing a photo shoot with megan and then goes, and then once he's done taking all those pictures, he goes, oh, shoot, where's my glasses? I can't see anything without my glasses. I'm like, wait, what? How? How did you walk out of the church? How did you shoot all these photos? They're all, <laughs> I would love to see the photos afterwards. They're all completely They're all completely blurry. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, it looks good to me. I don't fucking know. <laughs> so our hillbilly starts creeping up on him. And Chris, he thinks can't it's his see, brother. Thinks it's, yeah, so he's just like, oh, let's. Let's start making out and make him jealous. Like, what? Yeah, more like <laughs> horror movie nonsense. Yeah, so they actually kiss. Yeah. Which is like, what? Well, that that will make him jealous because you're actually, kissing, actually your kissing your brother's, your brother's girlfriend. girlfriend. Like, what are you doing? 
You know, you should have sex. That'll really, that'll, that'll be a hilarious really, that'll joke. That'll really be a funny. You know what? You two should get married. You should that'll have fuck, a baby. You should have kids. Oh my God. <laughs> Buy a house together. And oh my God, he's going to freak gonna out. His shit, oh my God. Oh shoot. Set up a hidden camera because we want, we want to keep this. <laughs> this is going to America's Funniest Home Videos. Uh, yeah. So that's fun. But yes, he does manage to sneak up and murder them. I mean, he murders. He murders. He stabs. Cr- he stabs Chris the, with the machete. Yeah. yeah. So Chris gets stuck with the knife. Uh, Megan runs into the church, and boards the door. And here's where we get our big reveal, where she's in the church looking out at the window at the hillbilly. Mm-hmm. Turns around and there's an identical hillbilly right behind her. Yeah. And we learn that they're twins. There's two hillbillies. And we get this great scene which I love, uh, where she looks out the window. And he's got Chris's camera, and he's just taking tons of pictures as the other hillbilly approaches her. And then we cut, though. We don't get any, like, yeah. resolve. We don't get to see Megan die. You know what yep. I mean? And this is also what I was talking about, where it's the, this is where the movie could set up the whole kidnapping the girl and doing the yeah, nasty yeah, yeah. shit that's so prevalent in hillbilly movies that I don't like. But it doesn't do that here. Yeah. And, and it's cool. It's effective. It is cool. And I also wonder if they cut that scene because they didn't want it in their movie. Oh, yeah. Because there they did is it. no, because there is no death here. And it feels like it's, it feels you see like an absence. Yeah. yeah. You see every other, hmm. Like it feels noticeable that it's missing to yep. me. But, you know. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So I stopped drinking coffee today. And I feel fucking insane. So I hope this podcast isn't as insane as I feel. Um, I'm definitely losing my place. I'm hoping more it's often. crazier. Perfect. I hope so too. Uh, either way, okay. So crazier, like some twin hillbillies in Oregon. <laughs> twin hillbillies in Oregon. Okay, so now we've got uh, the alpha dude again, uh, Warren. He's out catching these gigantic forty-pound fucking salmon with his, with his bare, bare hands. hands. And he's like, again, they're starving. And he's like, oh, look at it. Oh, it's got eggs. Let's put it back. <laughs> Fuck you. I'll catch another one, honey. I'll, I'll just, yeah, I'll just <laughs> grab another one. And before he can catch another 40-pound salmon, Chris Lemon's corpse comes falling off a waterfall. I love it. It's God, it looks they're just, so they're just, good. They're just making out. And yep. he just, his body just plops down the waterfall Amazing. behind them. And it yeah, looks so good. It looks really good. Yeah. Um... Okay, so he tries CPR, no good. Connie knows that he was murdered and knows that he's dead. Connie is like... She's on point. She, Connie knows what's up from this moment on. She's like, he's dead, our other friends are dead, we need to get the fuck out of here. But Chris has a key. He's like, no, everyone's fine and everyone's doing great and they're, we're all going to live together in a farm upstate <laughs> and we're all going to be so happy because uh, he's an idiot. Warren yes. is... Worthless. He's worthless, but he's <laughs> also like, he starts going into shock pretty soon. Like, Connie's in shock where she's like, like, you know, kind of glazed over. <laughs> How was that again? No, <laughs> <laughs> I was waving my hand in front of my face and making that noise. I'm doing it too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I should probably drink coffee again. I don't know. Maybe this was a bad idea. Anyway, but so she knows and she's got a brain, so she wants to get the fuck out. But, uh, Whatever. All right, so... So they kind of have this fireside chat. Holy shit, And he just, like, goes out, because he's going to try to find Chris, right? 
because Chris has a keys to the RV to get okay. out of there? Is that so, the plot here? So here's what happens. I kind of so, got lost at this well, point. So right here, Connie and Warren find that empty camp. They find the, 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 the little house. Yep. It's got the cute little donkey, and it's got the little cat, and it's, like, really picturesque and nice. And it's like, oh, well, look at this fun little thing. And then, of course, fucking shotgun grandpa shows up, and he's like, eh, property, devil. Oh, that's, right. that's what they ask him what he means about raising the what devils. What the fuck do you mean by that? And he's like, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, man? Just somebody answer a question with something that makes <laughs> any kind of sense, but no one will do that. And so... They're like, okay, cool, we're going to leave then. And they go back to their fucking campsite. So Warren and Connie are back at the old campsite, sitting around a fire. Connie's in full-blown shock. Dude's in full-on denial. And the, and the dumb dude who's in denial goes to get the van keys and leaves Connie alone yeah. to wait for the others that she knows in her heart are all dead. Now, he's going to look for... In the dark. In the dark, a, with just a lantern. a lantern. And again, he doesn't know where anybody went. He could be walking the complete opposite direction. Does how, not have a clue. However, <laughs> everybody finds what they're looking for in this. Yeah. Everyone is magnetically drawn to whatever object or person they need to find at any time. And sure enough, he finds dead Chris. Yeah. Like nailed to a tree, basically. Yep. And, uh, yeah... But he does have the keys, and he does not have the whistle, which is an important plot point here. Yes. <laughs> uh, so uh, our dumb hero, seemingly hero, alpha guy, has his complete breakdown here and runs the fuck off. He's just like, okay, um, I'm going to leave you here, and uh, all right, you're going to be okay. I've got to go. And he <laughs> runs back to the camp. <laughs> Because he is totally flipped now. Uh, George Kennedy arrives at the creepy family's house and Pa denies ever seeing these campers. Mm -hmm. And then Mary uh, Cat sells him out. (laughs) She runs out. She's like, no, we did see him. They're in trouble. Somebody's murdering. And And afterwards, we find out that the twin hillbillies are Mary Cat's brothers. Yes. And she does not want the killing, though. Right. And so she's trying to stop that. Yeah. She's trying to stop them. And we have a gross little scene of, like, he leaves and then the the dad starts beating her up. And so she books it out, runs up, catches up to George Kennedy. Goes for a horse ride with him. Goes for a horse ride with him. In the dark. And leads them to the camp in the pitch black. Yep. Uh, Connie hears the whistle. I love this scene is brilliant. <laughs> so she assumes that that's Chris Lemon, or no, she doesn't assume it's Chris Lemon. She assumes that he's gotten the whistle yep. and that now that's Warren looking for help. So... But she, the big old hillbilly just walks up to her yep. and crouches down and goes, and blows the whistle. <laughs> yep. I love it. Yeah. And then starts chasing her with that whistle and kind of... Sp- Tapping her with the machete yeah, while going through the woods. And I just thought that was an extremely effective... Yeah. It's kind of like the, the weird torture, like the just annoyance torture kind of thing. Yeah. That they do like, kind of like Texas 2 does that as well. Yep. You know, so yeah, he's chasing her through the woods, kind of slapping her with the machete, not cutting her while tooting this train whistle thing until she climbs a tree. Yeah. 
and we get such a cool set piece here. So she's able to escape him and is up in the tree, and he just starts hacking the tree with his machete. Amazing. Until the tree actually breaks, and she just falls down with the tree, rides the tree all the way down. Yeah. And that stunt looked great. <laughs> the whole thing looked amazing. I mean, they were literally cutting down a tree the whole time. Yeah. It's like, it was, yeah, it was great. It's an insanely chaotic moment where it's mm-hmm. like, it's him chopping the tree and blowing the whistle and her screaming. And it's just yeah. like uh, everything so works. much noise and so much tension. It's so, so cool. Um, but the tree falls down and she starts running away. He's blowing the whistle while chasing her. Uh, and then, but luckily he's doing that because George Kennedy hears it and he's like, boom, pops, him in, pops him in the chest, pops him in the head. He's dead. And falls on top of Connie. <laughs> he falls on top of Connie. Yeah, so it's kind of ironic that the train whistle led, yeah. that he was using to torture her led to his demise. Yeah. Yep. And that's, I mean, but the whole thing, again, to go back to that, that concept, it's just like, if they hadn't tortured her, the idea is that, like, if they'd kind of just, like, like killed her or done whatever, like, the whole thing was that they basically made her snap yep like she wouldn't have done the insane thing she does had she not been driven past the point of sanity Mm -hmm. such a good thing uh okay all right so warren now runs out oh that's right warren has before this warren actually caught up with george kennedy so he warren was there when uh the hillbilly got popped forgot about that oh yep uh okay so Somehow, after the tree fall and the guy fall and, like, all these other things, Connie is still fine, except for, obviously, the insanity from the trauma and all that stuff. But otherwise, physically pretty pretty fit. Yeah. Um, so, George rolls the giant over and takes a wild guess that these monsters are the result of inbreeding from the weird family. The only one monster. That, oh, right. that's, that's, that's another right. really he cool part of that. this movie, though. They don't know there's twins. Nobody in this scenario yes. here knows there's another guy. So they're just like, oh, we got the killer. and Which explains the weirdness of George Kennedy being, okay, now you kids pack up. I'll <laughs> yes. send somebody for the bodies tomorrow. You guys go, go to your van, get out of here. And George Kennedy just kind of gallops out <laughs> yeah. of the movie. <laughs> and Warren is like, uh, bodies? There are no bodies. They're going to be fine. Yeah. Well, <laughs> We're going to have a party. Well, here's another flop, uh, weird part in this movie where he's like, oh, they're not dead. They're, they're just missing. It's like, bro, you found your dead friend. Yeah, he's crazy. Okay. He's lost it. Okay, so maybe it's that's, not a mistake. It's yeah, supposed to be like a denial him, kind of thing. Oh, yeah, okay. he's, he's turned to jello in a crisis. Gotcha. That's what's going on. Old so, Wobbly Warren, they call him. <laughs> wobbles. Uh, so Connie puts on a bunch of makeup. Because she cray-cray. Because you never know who you might run into in the woods up here. That's where you kind of see she's slipping. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And Warren is also completely insane. He blathers a bunch of shit until he finally gets stabbed by one of the mutants, by the second mutant. Yep. Um, Alerting them like, surprise, there's two. (laughs) Surprise, there was another one. And Connie just goes full-on feral attack cat here. Yeah. It's awesome. Like, she just runs and jumps up, and she's so small compared to this guy. Yeah. Like she climbs him, and starts trying to like choke him from behind, which is yeah. He just chucks her over his of head. Of course. And then she tries to jump up, and and then she does these like spinning jump punches. Yeah. That are awesome. And then eventually the dude catches Connie and starts <laughs> squeezing her. 
Yeah. From behind. And then she gets out by doing tons of kicks and punches. Yeah, and then just... he starts squeezing her from the front. And Connie climbs up <clears throat> from his embrace and punches her whole hand into the dude's <laughs> mouth and down his neck and holds it there. <laughs> what the F? <laughs> yeah. Didn't see that coming. Why would you? Nobody would. <laughs> and that's how Connie takes down our hillbilly man. Just holding her whole damn... Choking him fi- to death she with her his neck. Arm. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean... Best... Best kill in any movie ever? It's so cool. It's so awkward. But it works. Like you, It's so out of left field. It's so out of left field. <laughs> and it's so powerful. Yep. And, Oh my god! And her standing there with the bloody arm at the end, mm-hmm. just like looking like a fucking badass. Yeah. Like, as an actress, she has so much range in this role mm-hmm. because she was so placid throughout the whole thing, and kind of like she has like three or four different turns during the movie, but like. She never, you never get the idea that she's going to have this fucking like Sigourney Weaver kind of energy that she has at the end. And she is tough as hell. And also those, those weird booty shorts, great accentuation to her, like (laughs) looking like a fucking crazy person. Yep. Cause she also has really good leg muscles. So she kind of has that, like, she looked kind of ripped in that moment when she's standing there. Yep. Awesome. Everything works. Awesome. Yep. It's kind of like, uh, I, f- I feel like in today's market, we might even get a sequel with her. Like, Oh, absolutely. She'd be on another camping trip. <laughs> and then it's the- so frustrating that this movie never got a sequel. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because they're still family members. It's assholes they- like me that didn't watch it the first time yeah, around. Great it's job. my fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did this. So, uh, but yeah, because, and that's pretty much the end of the movie right there. Yeah. They, they wrap it up. Like. But there's no resolution with, uh, you know... Well, no, it's it's really weird because, like, okay, so the, the movie basically ends and then Connie sees something move in the woods and she's like, oh, looks like I'm going to have to fucking rip somebody else's <laughs> head off. And she, like, is just like, I can't wait to kill somebody else. Yep. And it's Mary it's Cat. It's just Mary Cat. And she's like, hi, I'm here. And she takes a look at Connie and she's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> This is the person I'm worried about now. And she books it yep, the other right. way. And it's like, it's kind of like, this is Connie's mountain now. She's the one you need to worry about. You know, if you come around here and fuck around, yep. Connie's going to fucking reach down your throat and pull your lungs out and beat you to death with them. Yeah, but they never take care of Mary Cat or the dad or the mom or who knows if there's other brothers in I Twin mean, Town. You know what I mean? Like They weren't murdering, though. Yeah. So we don't think that, so. that we know. That's yeah. true. I mean, so we, there's no real resolution. It's not like they took the family out and it's done now, and you know, true, burnt the house down or anything. Like, I mean, yeah, there's certainly room for a sequel. Yep. I would totally take it. I want to see Connie kick more ass. Yeah, me too. I I want her in everything. It's so, it's so fleeting. It's God. such a badass moment, but like, it's quick. <laughs> it is quick. Like, I kind of I would. I mean, if this movie had a bigger budget, I would have loved to have seen her go full on Rambo for you yeah. know forty five minutes. I yep. <laughs> I could have I could have sat through that. Yep. It would have been fun. But again, this movie 
I'm so shocked I'd never seen it. I this am too. is clearly like this should be way up in the echelon of slashers, and I have no idea why. Yep. I mean, I guess maybe to some people it is. I just had no idea. It is idea. to me. I've, I've always thought it was a classic. Man, yeah. Classic. And like I said, I think maybe best kill. Like maybe You like it the, that much, huh? Oh, I think it's I think it's brilliant. It is cool. <laughs> like just the it's just the difference in the audacity size. of it all. Yeah. I mean, like, there's that too, but who would it's, think to do that? <laughs> right. And also just like the Who would think to do that as the person doing it? Who would think that was coming as the viewer? Like yeah. it's just so out of it it's so out of left field and, it and it's so <laughs> and it's so visceral and yep. it's like it's also so like it's so perfect for a character who has gone over the edge where it's like it's such a move that is only a crazy person would do this yeah like because you're putting yourself in so much danger because they're gonna bite you and like you know you're gonna have like be injured from it and it's so clearly like a self-destructive move but it works did it did the trick (laughs) did the trick she toppled the beast yeah toppled the demon awesome brought the devil to the ground (laughs) and this is what happens with a movie that we love it goes one hour. That's it. Nice short one yeah. because we liked the movie and we had nothing to complain about. But still, god damn. Do you remember that scene where that girl took her arm was like, and shoved fucking, it down that guy's fucking mouth? awesome, right? That was awesome. Fucking awesome, right? I mean, that's kind of what this episode is. Yeah. But that's fine. We love you just before dawn. We really do. Uh, and uh, we'll get one that's slightly less good next week. <laughs> I'll go through my shells i got a couple that aren't very good i think i i have a few <laughs> i have a few movies that aren't very good i actually had a couple of ideas i think i wrote them down i'll find those um okay cool thank you for listening follow us at funbox monster podcast and at coast city comics and buy things from coastcitycomics.com yep, like, like t-shirts like a funbox monster podcast t-shirt Hell or yeah. a video vagrants t-shirt and One while you're wearing that Video Vagrants t-shirt, you should go on the, that there Facebook and check out the Video Vagrants Facebook group. You sure should. And you can also follow me on Instagram at MattAwkwardVHSFiend. And if you're in the Portland area, uh, Sunday, September 19th, yeah. is the VHS swap and sale at Bayside Bowl. It is free. Uh, it is all ages. And it is from 3 to 6. Nice. That's very exciting. Cool. Um, and thank you for listening. And we will see you next time. Faces. Good night. Bye.